Tweet at SAFM Radio and at John Gerica. Uh, I was going through my, you know, Facebook gives you these, your memories, right? That you posted when you were showing off in the old days. I was with Facebook for such a long time that when Facebook first started, they used to say John Kerrika is. And you couldn't put pictures on Facebook. It was just words. And it always said John Kerrika is. And then you would write what you are doing. That's how old. And I was very lucky enough a long, long time ago to go single-seater racing. There's a picture of me and a couple of famous DJs. Sherwin Bricepeace was with me that day, who has now been in New York. That was in 2008. But the reason I'm telling you about this is I used to be a cyclist, and today was the day that I won a bicycle race. I was in Group C of the new Fast One Midval racetrack, and I won the race. Two hours, 53 minutes, 31 seconds. I won Group C. I remember it clearly. Those were the days when I was thin. Those were the days when I could do a just about a three and a half hour Cape Town cycle tour. Dave Belez joins us from the Cape Town cycle tour. How's it going, Dave? The lean, mean racing machine, those, John Kerrigan. Those were the days, hey? I don't know how <laughs> you. You know, we've always joked about you on the bicycle when I was thin, and but now I have total respect for you. I hang my head in shame for any joke I ever said to you. So, so, so I'll put this out on air while you're listening. Yes. Next November, or this November rather, there's a little event in Swellingham. You're more than welcome to join us. <laughs> Nothing, Get yourself fit, young man. Nothing like training for 200 kilometers through the middle of winter. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Dave, Cape Town Cycle Tour, the cycle week is about to have just begun or is coming up very, very soon, but what's happening in 2021? So, yeah, John, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. Mm. We've spent, we, we squeaked in in 2020. We were five days before mm. they announced the cancellation of the Cape Epic and we were very lucky, very fortunate. So we've spent the last eight, nine months scenario planning. How could we hold an event? What could we do? Second wave hit, and we've decided that probably the best thing for us to do is to postpone the event, uh, and we're doing that. We're postponing until uh, later this year. Um, early part of August is when we'll probably be before the Cape Epic, mm-hmm. um, and the event will pr- proceed. But some very exciting stuff planned for, for uh, March, and we're looking to announce that early next week. Uh, I know that a lot of cyclists, especially up in Johannesburg, have got into this whole virtual vibe. So mm. some exciting stuff in that space. Uh, okay, we're going to come to that in a moment. To fit a bicycle race in in good weather times in South Africa is difficult. So have you had to negotiate with a, a host of other races? So, it, yes, and it's not just about cycle races. It's about running events. So mm. it's the Cape Epic, the Cape Town Marathon, the Two Oceans Marathon. There's a whole lot happening in, 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 in South Africa and in Cape Town specifically. It's, we've been chatting to 94.7, like the, sorry, Cycle Challenge, Johannesburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it, it isn't just about us, it's about everybody. And it's, it, it's how do we put events on in a space that mm. maximizes it for, for both participants and obviously without burdening residents of, of cities around South Africa. We're still going to have the COVIDs in August. So what plans have you put in place for that? Completely revised cycle tour. Um, we, are, we call it our COVID-compliant cycle tour. So it's about how do we remove the pinch points? How do we take out the mass um, gathering at the start mm. where we put you into a pen and squeeze you out in bunches? It's about a rolling start, a rolling finish, hmm. uh, lim- limited hospitality. Uh, and the whole debate was, you know, you can't, you don't stop people going to restaurants. Therefore, how do you stop hospitality? We do hospitality under the Bedouin tent for free flow air, limited number of people. So it's about adapting the events to fit in, but more importantly, half the number of interests.
entrance for 2020. Okay, so how is entry going to work? It will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, We will open entries at a date yet to be announced, Mm. but probably sometime around the end of March uh, for the October event. Uh, and that's based on some of the initiatives, which I can't talk about tonight, but we can talk about early next week uh, around around the initiatives that begin to launch for the month of March to keep people active and out there and doing stuff. If you're doing, okay, we'll get to that in a moment. If if you're doing the cycle tour in August, do you have the southeaster? Uh, <laughs> This is Cape Town. Of course you <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you put on a bicycle race, it's going to going to be blowing. So, so, so look, we've we've been incredibly unlucky in the past six or seven years in sure. Cape Town around the cycle tour. But um, in terms of the last forty years, we've been incredibly lucky mm. when it comes to March, October, which is kind of when we're planning. I say August. That's my bad. Oh, October. Uh, early October. Okay. Um, the weather is going to be a lot kinder to us. Uh, the chances are more that we may run to slightly cooler, wetter weather, if anything. But it's Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And Cape Town, as we've always said, is like a baby, wet and windy. <laughs> uh, just a little bit more background information. I remember sitting with you and your, your race organizers and event managers and all those things, and I asked them once about, like, do you have – do you have a manual that you go through every single year for planning the cycle tour? And uh, was it Renee at the time? She was saying to me, oh, it, we've got these files, these files of things that we have to do every single year. That was before the fires. That was before the COVIDs. That was before the big wins. You've got a whole new file, don't you? <laughs> uh, John, yeah, the files between the winds, the rain, uh, the COVIDs, um, the heat. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, the rain, the civil unrest. If it's out there, we'll find it. Um, and yes, we, we have the files. Mm. And then we have the other files, which deal with what I call the chicken licking scenarios. The things that you know, the sky is going to fall on our head this year. What are we going to do when the sky falls on our head? Sure. So it, it is about looking at every single scenario and working out how you're going to work around that. Uh, obviously, you have to give big credit to the city as well. That's going to be able to help you with all of this. It, the city has been amazing. They really have. Both the city and the province mm. have, have come to the party. Um, obviously, this event relies very heavily on support from the city, both fun, uh, when I say financial, in terms of its services. And uh, they have, they've, they've really got behind it. Um, uh, it. It's about responsibility because it's not just about the cyclists. It's about the residents mm. of the city of Cape Town and, and how do we put on an event that is is seen to be responsible in respect of, of both sets of people. And at the same time, remembering that the cycle tour is about generating revenue for charity. Um, so it isn't a commercial undertaking. And if the event doesn't happen, there are hundreds of charities that don't see the inflow of, of money that they would normally get as a result of the cycle tour happening. So mm. how we balance all of that very carefully to hold a responsible event that can put back into community. We also talk about the tourist implications and the amount of money that flows into the city for the cycle tour the week, uh, including all the other events that happen around there. That's that's going to be curtailed as well. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, our expo is going to be largely trimmed down the number of people that are going to be allowed through the registration and expo. So, it's, I mean, all the aspects have been looked at. And mm. Normally, we have an expo of seventy to 80,000 people. You simply can't have that in, these, in, in the current environment. So, it's, it's 
how do we trim that down? How do we make sure people come and flow evenly through an area that's open with free flow of air? So that's all being looked at. And that, that ultimately affects the benefits to the city of Cape Town, that economic benefit. But it's, it's about safety and it's about mm. responsibility. You have good relations with numerous bicycle races, big bicycle races around the world. Have you been in contact with them, finding out what else is being done around the globe? Absolutely. Um, and what I will say is that Cycling South Africa and the, the, our new president of Cycling South Africa, Cisco Austin, has been phenomenal uh, from, a, from a global perspective. Uh, our, uh, as an event, we're in touch, as you've said, with a number of events. The, the National Federation has been in touch with the national, the, sorry, the global body, the UCI, looking at best practice. How do we host events? How do we, how do we keep the sport alive? Mm. Um, so, yes, we've taken learnings from events in Sweden, from New York, from uh, London, uh, from Australia. Uh, and it's, we're constantly talking to each other. We engage. We have a, a two or three forums that exist where, where the events talk to each other. And, and engaging with sports scientists. Mm. What, what can be done? Where, where is it responsible to hold events? Is COVID um, uh, transmissible? in these kind of events, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just suddenly thinking of, of testing and screening, Ed. You talk about costs of things. Suddenly now you, you might very well have to test for COVID the day before or something silly like so that. We, we've, I mean, from an event uh, at the end of last year, we managed to host an event you know well in Swellendam. Yeah. And um, we, we hosted an event for 1,500 people in Swellendam in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. and so it was a case of hosting the event, being responsible, but we monitored what happened in Swellendam for two weeks after the event to make sure that the event didn't result in a in, in, in a spreading effect. Mm. And it was phenomenal. The event went off. We had no negative effects. We'd, we'd run it in a way that both cyclists, um, organizing committee, and the locals had bought into. And there was no, there was absolutely no effect on Swellendam over that period. And it, it's that kind of learning that we'll take into mm. the cycle. So how do we host an event for people that allows us to continue what we're doing, raising money in a responsible manner with far less people, obviously, uh, and without affecting community. I'm just thinking that that's a learning not just for sporting events, but for, for other events around the country as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I say, we're working uh, within the city of Cape Town. We're working with the other major events. Mm. Um, we talk regularly with the likes of Cape Town, Mountain Two Oceans, ourselves, and then Pedal Power Association and all of the events that they've got on. And um, yeah, it's um, you can't keep cancelling year after year. We yeah. need to find creative ways of making these things happen. And the events won't be as big as they were, and they won't have entertainment and the beer tents and the festivities that you used to have it's going to be different and let's kind of embrace that yeah it's the it's the the new normal that we keep talking about yeah it, it, it is i mean so we we were oh the one thing we forgot about under all the crises with the cycle tour mm. was our wonderful water shortage in cape town <laughs> yeah, throw that in as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we readapted the cycle tour around a water shortage and we now run a cycle tour permanently we have an abundance of water in the Cape at the moment. I think our dams are somewhere between 85 and 90% full, and we're halfway through summer. Mm, mm. Um, but the event since then, and will be continually run on a, on a, on a water-wise basis. How do we run an event that is responsible in terms of its water usage? When you talk about the new normal, that has become the new normal in water. 
And I think around health and, health and safety, we will continue to run the event into the future, uh, being sensitive to the issues that we've, we've just been through. Dave Bellez, quickly, you were saying there's some stuff in March you can't tell us. Give us a clue. It's about so <laughs> Is there going to be something for cyclists to do in March? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is it is it going and to be fun? Yes. So so I'll say this, and and uh, uh, you know my dear friend Audrey, who works at the office. With yeah. Me. She's oh. At this point, it, she's climbing about, mountains. She's not listening to the radio. <laughs> so it's about celebrating cycling in the in, in the month of March with the Cape Town Cycle. So we're looking at a whole bunch of initiatives. Uh, it's about enjoying your bike. It's about getting credit for that, and it's about putting back into community. Those are the things we're going to be looking at. That's what the cycle tour is all about. Dave Belez, thank you very much for joining us. Dave Belez is the director of the Cape Town Cycle Tour Trust.